Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk about some fun young hitters up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome to MPT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Thursday, August 18th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's start off with Brett Beatty. Are you kidding me? He hits a home run in his first at-bat. In fact, the second pitch that he sees in Major League Baseball smacks a home run. But even more impressive, Scott, later on in that game, he's facing a left-handed pitcher as a left-handed batter, and he squares up a 113-mile-per-hour ground ball, which, you know, it's not... It was not an out, a, yeah. Not a, yeah, it's an out, but the fact that he hit a ball that hard as a lefty on lefty, it's really, really intriguing. So, uh, what do you think about Beatty? Is he... I think I asked you this yesterday, but is he even more of a must-add now? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty close. It was an impressive debut, and, you know, you don't want to make too much of one batted ball. Uh, and, and it's funny that the batted ball we're making a lot of isn't even the home run. It was an out, but... To put that into context, him hitting it 113 miles per hour. So this comes from Anthony DeComo, who writes for the Mets for MLB.com. That 113 mile per hour batted ball was the hardest any Mets left-handed hitter has hit the ball since 2020. And the hardest any left Mets left-handed hitter has hit a ball off a lefty in six years. And where, where did you say it puts him in the percentile just for this year? All hitters across baseball, Brett Beatty with that 113 mile per hour batted ball is now in the 90th percentile max EV. Matt. Yeah. So that like max, e, you, you want to know what a guy's power potential is. Max EV is the, I think the, the clearest measurement of it. How hard is he capable of impacting the ball? You know, obviously you want him to impact the ball that way a lot, but just period, how hard is he capable of impacting the ball? And Brett Beatty's already made an impression in his first major league game and uh, should get plenty of playing time at third base, especially if they're going to leave him in the lineup against lefties. On the other side of that game, Vaughn Grissom, we've talked about him a ton recently. He's 73% rostered. He could be out there in some shallower leagues. I just think that number, Scott, needs to be closer to 100%. Some questions about playing time, you know, over the next couple of weeks, but I think they will figure that out because he is just performing. He went two for four, picked up his second stolen base. He now has multiple hits in five of his first eight games. Vaughn Grissom has looked every bit the part, Scott. Would you be willing to drop someone like Jeremy Pena to add Vaughn Grissom? Oh, Jeremy Pena has been terrible since he came off the IL in late June. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy call. His his on-base percentage for the year is below 300. I have a really good feeling about Vaughn Grissom because, you know, a, a lot of times when a, a hitter comes up and makes a big splash right away, there there's usually some flaw you can point to. Like, I remember Christopher Rell for the Cubs. It's like, okay, but he struck out 30% of the time in the minors, and eventually that's going to catch up to him, and it appears to have done that. Uh, in Grissom's case... Like, making contact was the thing he did best in the minors. He had, like, a 12% strikeout rate down there this year. 
nearly as good last year. And, you know, a lot of times that profile, they get to the majors and, okay, they're able to make contact, but they just don't impact the ball hard enough. That hasn't been the issue for Grissom. So, uh, and then he contributes stolen bases on top of everything else, the most coveted stat. Dual eligibility now, picking up second base to go with shortstop. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty high on him at this point. You do wonder, Ozzy Albies might be seven to ten days from returning. Do they stick Grissom in the outfield where he hasn't played before? I, I think I think he'd be capable, but I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the Braves' plans are. Yeah, I don't want to overvalue just eight games played so far. But if Grissom does stick, I can see him being a league winner this season, just based on what he has flashed so far. A few waiver wire pitchers from Wednesday's action: Nick Lodolo threw seven shutout innings against the Phillies with eight strikeouts in that one. I noticed he threw his curveball a season-high 34%, and it's far and away his best pitch, so I do like that pitch mix change for Nick Lodolo. And then Ross Stripling in his return to the Blue Jays took a no-hitter into the seventh inning against the Orioles. He went six and a third shutout, gave up one hit, seven strikeouts in that one. Scott, let's just rank a bunch of the pitchers from the past couple of days. Ross Stripling, Nick Lodolo, Aaron Savali, Justin Steele. Go. Okay, I'm going Lodolo first for the upside. I think he's flashed plenty of upside. Uh, you know, got in trouble the previous two starts with four walks. Consistency could be an issue, but if he can find it down the stretch, he could be a really impactful player. I'm not sure any of these others can be that impactful. Justin Steele would be the number two choice. Of course, he's on a nice run lately. Stripling's ERA and whip are good for the year, and so he would be my third choice. But, uh, you know, obviously this was his first start back from the IL. Even so, before he went on the IL, uh, while maintaining that low ERA, he had a stretch of six starts where only one of them was as much as six innings. And, you know, he gets a lot of like four and two-thirds innings starts. There's just not enough volume from Stripling. And then Savale would be the last choice. Good sign him throwing his curveball more last time, but it was against the Tigers. And, you know, he has a lot of trust to regain at this point in fantasy. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.